All right, and we are back for my favorite NBA slate of the season. We five game Christmas slate, 200K to first up top. Welcome, guys. My name is DK, coming to you live from my parents' basement, where all DFS players, right? This is where we reside, basement. Um, no, but seriously, uh, if you guys are a first-time viewer, well, I cover content for DFS and for player pop stuff, prize picks, underdog, parlay, play. Sponsor the video, that would be Odds Jam. So what you guys are looking at right now is the Odd Jam Sportsbook screen. That's the five games up for tomorrow. Um, basically, if you wanted to bet on the game, it shows the sportsbook that offers the best odds. Also, aver also has the average odds in there as well. So, um, like if we go to main markets, uh, you can see uh, again, total, spread, all that good stuff. So we'll quickly go over that. Bucks and Knicks, uh, about a 241.5 over under. Uh, with the Bucks about three point favorites, Warriors and Nuggets two thirty three and a half over under. The Nuggets about seven point favorites. Celtics and Lakers about a two thirty five and a half over under. Celtics are about three point favorites. Seventy Sixers and Heat uh, two twenty six uh, over under, with the Sixers favored by one and a half. And Mavs and Suns two thirty six over under. Suns about five point favorites. If you guys are interested in Odds Jam, use the link down below for twenty five percent off your first month or the code DKDFS. Make sure to check them out. Highly recommend. Uh, also have fantasy optimizers for those player pop stuff. Okay, so uh, before we get into the video, let's recap the last couple of days. So um, this was what, Saturday or Sunday? Friday? Uh, I forget. All the days blend together for me. But I had a really good day on the day when the Mavs were super shorthanded. Um, even with some of the bust, right? Uh, Hardy was about 100% owned. Hardaway is about uh, 75%. Seth Curry, about 50%. Hardy and South Curry started the game off like 0 of 15 shooting. Uh, but I did play low on Prosper, who crushed in a blowout. And then Embiid, Sabonis, Hero, that two rounded out my lineups. So had a really good day there. And fellow Patreon member, well, I had it up here. Hold on. Um, I reloaded. Let me pull it back up. Fellow Patreon member, well, had a much bigger day. Let's quickly give uh, Frank a shout out here. He turned um, about, what, $2,000 into 150 he won the big tournament you absolutely love to see it this is the best part of the job when you see stuff like this i mean that's life-changing stuff One hundred and fifty thousand dollars to a fellow patreon member so congrats again you love to see that also had a really good day yesterday on prop stuff went five and one in nba four and one in nfl so um let's see if we can keep it going for this christmas day slate also if you guys are looking for more content you can check my patreon link down below whether it be for dfs or for player prop stuff Okay, so we'll start off with Milwaukee and New York. Now, on the Milwaukee side, you got Giannis at 10.7K. Does feel a little underpriced for Giannis. Dealt a little bit of foul trouble last game. In a competitive game, Giannis should play high 30s minutes. Uh, and sub-11K price point makes him stand out here for sure. So I think Giannis looks like one of the better spot-ups on the board. Dame at 9-2 is kind of just there. Like, I think if I'm going to spend up on one of these bucks, um, bucks has the top, I would rather go to Giannis. But Dame should be low-owned, so he's not completely out of play for me. And then the mid-range guys look decent as well. Middleton played 33 minutes last game. Like, looks like he's no longer on his uh, minutes restriction. I would expect similar run to, for him, like around 30-ish minutes. Makes him look like a solid play in the mid-range. Brooke Lopez, I mean, the minutes are there. Production's a little up and down. Um, but we have seen the ceiling on Brooke Lopez. Not a lot recently. We saw he won like a little bit of a stretch where he went for like, he was averaging like 45 fans points a game. Bobby Portis, uh, the medicine also fluctuated in him, uh, but he is a good point per minute guy, relative high usage player. And if you take a look at like, the last five games, 44, 21, 45, 19, 51. So the ceiling is clearly there for him, reasonable price point. 
Um, and there is something to like for value here. Malik Beasley, 4.9K. Should see around 30 minutes, uh, 36, 28, 28, 31 minutes over the last four games. Reasonable value kind of comes down to whether or not he can make his shots. If he's making his shots like last game, he can go for 30 plus. Um, Connaughton, I think, is an okay punt play. He should see around 20 minutes, 21 and 22 minutes over the last couple games. Does have nice eligibility as well. Not a guy that you're going to expect a ton from, but uh, at sub 4K, there's not a lot of great value on the site. So content does stand out as a decent play. Um, and then you should see a little bit of Jackson, a little bit of Payne, a little bit of Beauchamp, but probably not enough for me to consider them. All right, let's talk about the Knicks. So you got Randall 8-7, Brunson 8-4. Um, this is where the offense is running from for New York. In a competitive game, I expect high 30s minutes from both. Uh, no real strong takes in which one I prefer. Uh, I think they both look pretty similar to me. Both solid options. I do like Hartenstein sub uh, 6K. Without uh, Mitchell Robinson, without Jericho Sims, the Mets have been really solid on Hartenstein. Played 33, mat 33 minutes last game, dealt with a little bit of foul trouble, and the game blew out. Um, I expect him to play like 35 minutes here. And, uh, you know, decent point per minute guy, good a floor because of the rebounding. So I do like Hartenstein. You got RJ Barrett at 5.7K. We know the minutes can fluctuate on him. Most of the time, he's playing around 30 minutes. If he is playing really well, they could extend him. So he's playable for tournaments. Reasonable price point there. Um, DiVincenzo, 5.3, feels a little pricey. I think I'd rather take the shot on Barrett at a similar price point. And you got Josh Hart at 5.2. The minutes in production has been a little bit up and down, which is kind of surprising for a guy like Josh Hart because normally he's a guy that has a pretty high floor with the peripheral stats. Um, but I think he's he's fine. Again, of the mid-range plays here for New York, though, I think Barrett's got the highest ceiling. Um, and then we do have to talk about Emmanuel quickly, too. 29, 24, 22 minutes over the last uh, three games. His minutes can also fluctuate, but when he's playing really well, the ceiling is there for Emmanuel quickly. Gibson, he'll back up Hardenstein. Um, If you think Hardenstein gets into foul trouble, you can take a shot in Taj, but I don't think it's necessary in the slate. Golden State and Denver, so no Draymond Green. We'll keep it on the status of Wiggins. My guess is he'll play. He missed the last couple games due to an illness, but they also had a day off today, so I assume he'll be ready to go. Um, if Andrew Wiggins misses, then you're going to get more solidified minutes for a guy like Jonathan Kaminga. As far as the top end guys go, Steph Curry, 9.1. Firmly in play for tournaments. We know the floor is there for Steph, right? Um, but the ceiling is pretty high. I don't think he'll be that popular on this slate. Clay Thompson, 6.7K, has been playing better of late. The minutes have ticked up on him as, a bit as well. Nice eligibility. Uh, reasonable play in the mid-range. I would expect him to play mid-30s minutes in this one. Uh, Chris Paul, 6K. Should see in a competitive game around 30 minutes. I don't think he'll be that popular. Um, I don't. I think he's like a decent play. Kaminga, I like him more if Wiggins misses. If Wiggins plays, the minutes are a little bit more up in the air. Uh, but if there's no Wiggins, and I do like Kaminga at 5-6. Pojemski, 5.5. Should see around 30 minutes. Um, you know, Production's been a little bit up and down, but nice price point. I think he'll be relatively popular. Jackson Davis, uh, also... Uh, you know, Steve Kerr is going to ride the hot hand here with the bigs of like him and Looney and um, Dario Sarch. Now, my guess against Jokic is they're probably probably going to extend Looney a bit. But Jackson Davis has been playing really well. He's athletic. And if you told me for sure Jackson Davis is going to play 25 minutes tomorrow, I would probably play him. I just I don't know what Kerr is going to do here. Looney's 4-4. Like if you think they extend him against Jokic, then you're going to want to have some interest in Looney. So these bigs intrigue me here. Jackson Davis, Looney, even Sarich. Um, it's just kind of like you you got to guess correctly here with what Steve Kerr is going to do. That's probably it for me for Golden State. If Wiggins plays, I, mean, I don't love the price point on him. On the Denver side, I do like Jokic at 10.9K. The price has come down on him. He should play in a competitive game, mid to high 30s minutes. Um, so, yeah, like Jokic, sub 11K. Jamal Murray, 7.4K. The minutes have slowly been ticking up on him, 32, 34, 33 minutes over the last three games. He's been playing extremely well. I think it'll be a popular play, uh, but for good reason. 7.4K for Jamal Murray. That's close to playing normal minutes. Does feel like a good price point on him. MPJ and Aaron Gordon more to secondary filler plays. You know, these guys can have ceilings, 
when this team's fully healthy, but most of the time they're hovering in like the 25 to 35 fancy point range. Reggie Jackson's too pricey for me. KCP is just like, he's a fine value play. We know what his role is. 3 and D guy should play low 30s minutes. Just comes down to can he make his threes. Um, Christian Brown, 4K, probably sees 15 to 20 minutes. I guess it's playable. Uh, you'll see a little bit of Peyton Watts in the rotation as well. He's a decent defender. Another guy that you can consider in large field tournaments. All right, Boston and the Lakers. The big news here is Porzingis. That's going to change a lot with what I want to do with Boston. If Porzingis is in, then Boston's kind of hard to prioritize. I think like all the main guys would be solid. Tatum, Brown, Porzingis, White, Holiday. If Porzingis is out, then I do like Al Horford a good amount because he should start the five. He should play low 30s minutes um, and does have a nice eligibility. So it would be high in Horford if there's no Porzingis. Um, and then everyone else will look a little bit better too. Tatum, Brown, White, Holiday. Um, the secondary plays, if Porzingis is in, guys like Hauser, Pritchard, Cato are too pricey. But if Porzingis is out, then you can start considering those guys. All right, for the Lakers, so Lakers switched up the starting lineup last game. They started LeBron at the point. They started a big lineup. Moved D-Lo to the bench, moved Vanderbilt into the starting lineup. So you got AD at 10.1, LeBron at 10K. With that lineup change, I think it's very close now with the two Lakers. Um, I don't think either are a must with LeBron and AD, but this is where the offense comes from, obviously. And LeBron does get a bit of a bump when you move D-Lo to the bench. Reeves feels a little bit too pricey. D-Lo uh, moved to the bench, only played 17 minutes. So I just can't go there at 6.8. Rui saw minutes bump off the bench, though. He played 30 minutes. Now, his minutes happened a little bit up and down. But if you told me for sure he played 30 minutes again, then, yeah, I would have some interest in Rui Hashimura. You got the 3 and D wings in Cam Reddish at 5K and Torian Prince at 4.8K. I would expect, on average, these guys to play 25 to 30 minutes. Makes some more secondary plays for me. Don't think Gabe Vincent will be available. We'll see. Vanderbilt moved in the starting lineup and did see a minutes bump. He saw 24 minutes. Um, if you give me 24 minutes again from Vanderbilt, I think he's an okay value play. It's just like you're, you're not going to expect a ton of production from him. And then, yeah, that's it for the Lakers. couple games left here, Philly and Miami. Um, Melton, questionable, but did practice. Uh, Batum um, did not practice. I don't think he'll be available. Patrick Beverly practiced. I think he'll be available. Embiid, um, this practice, we'll see. I still think Embiid plays. Uh, again, he played through the injury last game, but this is pretty important. Now, we'll just say this. If Embiid misses then we're going to be going heavy on Philly, right? Like Maxi, Harris, um, Melton, if he plays, Ubre would all look really good. Um, they probably would start small. That's what they've done with Embiid in the past. They like started like Marcus Morris, the five, but Paul Reed would play more in that situation as well. So Philly would be a team I would be really high in if Embiid misses, but I think Embiid plays. That being said, I mean, I have interest in Joel Embiid. Now, it's not necessarily the best matchup against Bam, but he's just been playing out of his mind, doing everything for the team. So you got to have interest in Embiid. Um, Tobias had like a massive game kind of out of nowhere last game. I think that was a bit of an outlier. Uh, Maxi, more of a secondary play for me. Um, if Batum is out, then we can consider guys like uh, Marcus Morris and Robert Covington for value. They both saw a uh, minutes bump 31 and 25 minutes over the last couple games from Morris. Covington first game back, played 24 minutes. So those guys would be playable options at their respective price points. I right, was talking about Miami. So I don't think Jimmy Butler will be available here. Um, he did not practice Monday. Um, or did not practice today, questionable for Monday. He's missed the last couple of games. I think he'll be out. Now, if Jimmy Butler plays, there's really not much here. This is what the lowest total game on the slate. Um, Miami fully health would be kind of tough to get to. Now, if Jimmy's out, that changes things. Then I like Bam, and then I like Hero. Bam, assuming he stays out of foul trouble, probably plays big minutes, probably high 30s. Hero, I'd expect high 30s minutes from him as well. It would both look good. I think I'd slightly prefer Hero to Bam, but I would like both. And Hawkins' minutes have been very secure. He's playing 30-plus minutes consistently. Um, nice eligibility. I think Hawkins is a good play in the mid-range. 
The rest of Miami is where it gets tricky. Assuming Jay Rich is available, I think he will, and Highsmith. But you have like this group of, like Duncan Robinson, Caleb Martin, Love, Lowry Richardson. They're kind of going to go with the hot hand. Now, we have seen uh, you know, the minutes tick down on Love last game. Also, Lowry's minutes have not been amazing. Um, yeah, these other secondary wings are firmly in play. It's just the only guys I'm really confident in the minutes, assuming Jimmy Butler does not play, would be Bam, Hero, and Hawkes. And then final game here is Dallas and Phoenix. I don't think Kyrie's going to be available. I don't think Lively's going to be available. I don't think Green's going to be available. We'll keep an eye on it, though. Assuming those guys are all out, I mean, I love Luka. I think Luka's my favorite spin up on the board. 11-4 is just too cheap without Kyrie Irving, and they're running him into the ground. They're playing him 40-plus minutes a night without Kyrie. Um, yeah, I really like Luka here if there is no Kyrie Irving. And then guys like Hardaway and Exum are, are solid options as well. Hardaway should see low 30s minutes. Exum started last game, was the secondary playmaker. He's played well. Um, he also has nice eligibility. I like him in the mid-range. The 3 and D wings are fine, and Derek Jones Jr. and Grant Williams, they started the big lineup, or they started a small lineup, I should say, with uh, Derek Jones slash Grant Williams kind of at the 5. Um, Powell played some backup minutes. He played 22 minutes. Um, if he starts, he would be playable against the Suns. And, yeah, that's probably it for Dallas. We'll keep an eye on the news uh, introduced. And then finally, Phoenix. My boy Nurkic, we just got the news that he is, in fact, out. Also, Brad Beal is out. So uh, last game, Eubank started at the five, but got in massive foul trouble. So only saw 15 minutes. We'll see if they start him again or if they try to go small. Um, but yeah, Booker and, and KD at the top, both kind of secondary plays for me. Um, they're both, you know, playable. I like the ceiling on both, but neither are must plays for me on this slate. Um, Grayson Allen, Eric Gordon in the mid-range. I think I slightly prefer Grayson Allen. His minutes have been a little bit more secure. Um, he should see low to mid-30s minutes. Does have nice eligibility. Gordon's been a little bit quiet. Um, he did complain about not, you know, getting enough shots up, so maybe he'll try to be aggressive here. I mean, he's playable. I think I slightly prefer Grayson Allen, though. And the bigs are where it gets interesting. So Eubanks, if he starts again, is viable. Again, he got in massive foul trouble. We picked up two quick ones, and they kind of just, like, didn't go with him for the rest of the game. Um, as a Buki, he played the backup five, and then you saw a little bit of Met, too, as well. Um, now, Dallas is not a big team, so, like, this is where it gets tricky here. It's like, Dallas clearly wants to play small ball. Does Phoenix? I don't think Phoenix plays a full 48 of Eubanks as a Buki. So, like, you might get some uh, met two at the five. Like, I don't know. All these Phoenix bigs are interesting plays here. Um, ownership's going to play a big part in what I do. Like, for example, if one of these guys is going to be very popular, then I'll probably, you know, go with a lower own option. Uh, but yeah, with Eubanks, you have Eubanks as a Buki met two. I think all candidates to play minutes at the five. Um, if you think uh, Phoenix wants to go small ball, then I think you want to finish the Met two. If you think that Phoenix plays more two traditional centers out there, uh, like a traditional center out there at all times with Eubanks as a Buki, then you have one interest in those guys. Um, so Phoenix is interesting here with these bigs. Um, and then not a ton else. I don't think I'm going to mess with the three and D wings. Yeah, Jordan Goodwin at 4-1. The Mets have ticked down on him. But the price has also come down. He's playable in GBPs. Before that, he had been playing 20-plus minutes a game. All right, guys. So that's going to do it for the Christmas Day slate breakdown. Like I said, my favorite NBA slate of you guys do enjoy the content, make sure to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell. Have a great Christmas, um, and I'll see you guys all in the next video.